0: Hi, Trent. Hey, let's go, Chiefs. Come on. Back to back, we did it. Let's go. Who would have thought McCole Hardman would have caught the winning pass? Who would have thought if you miss an extra point, you lose the Super Bowl? If you miss an extra point, you lose the Super Bowl. They did miss an extra point, but that's not really like... And they lost the Super Bowl.
1: If you make that extra point, what's the score going at the end of
0: the game? Yeah, how did he, how did he miss... Okay, so you just... If I'm not mistaken, kicked a 55 yarder. Yeah, and then he missed a simple. He hit it too low. P A T. it doesn't make. You sense make to that me.
1: kick, you're Super Bowl champions.
0: Yeah. Just because it doesn't fit your narrative doesn't mean it's not true. No, I'm just saying. You know, would the Chiefs have been able to do something in response to that because of just the motivation of Oh man, they're a point. They got more. You know, I don't know. No. I'm excited. Yeah? What are you excited about? Uh, The Chiefs are becoming a dynasty, just like the Patriots used to be, and people don't like them for two reasons, and I'll explain why. They don't like when people win. They like the underdog. I get it, right? Mm -hmm. Another dynasty, we went from Patriots for years and years and years, and now you have got the Chiefs. They're becoming a dynasty. People don't want another dynasty. I get that, okay? But here's the other thing people say. They say, I don't like the Chiefs because Taylor Swift. But here's the reality. The Chiefs, if you go to their Instagram, they are not pushing Taylor Swift whatsoever. Taylor Swift's not on their Instagram. It's the NFL. So any team is to just, is to blame just as much as the Chiefs because it's the NFL's way of making money. And apparently they've made a lot of money. Yeah. They're putting not Taylor hurt Swift for money. To, yeah. yeah putting Taylor She's Swift helped out. Did you hear the, uh, the conspiracy? I don't know if it's a conspiracy, but I don't know if it's true. Supposedly, Uh, Yeezy or Kanye West was, um, coming to the game and was planning on sitting right in front of Taylor Swift's, uh, like booth thing that they're in. Mm -hmm. Box. Box. And, uh, and was gonna kind of like wear some like clothes to kind of like advertise his brand. And, um, allegedly, Kara, allegedly, allegedly. Taylor Swift picked up the phone call and kept him from coming to the game. Which, I mean, if you've made a company millions of dollars in the last few months, who did she call? Probably, what's the guy's name? That the commissioner of the NFL. What's his name? Roger Goodell. Goodell. Yeah, probably Goodell. Because it. So there was a video of, and this isn't. So if he had tickets
1: to the game, you can't tell him he can't come to the game. No. That Roger Goodell has kicked
0: theory. out multiple people. It is a conspiracy. So he kicked out. Who's the barstool guy? I don't remember that guy's name either. But Barstool the brand, not a good brand. But Barstool the brand, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the 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 guy of that can't remember the guy's name. He's he's been banned from coming to games even after he bought tickets. They kicked him out, like they actually physically walked him out. So apparently that happened with Kanye West. But I don't know, maybe. See the one that did her wrong at the Grammys or whatever it was, like ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, at least ten years was? ago. That's correct. Okay, I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the greatest movie, music videos of all time. I think that's what he said. Something like that. Right. So... Don't
1: know, don't care. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Well, you know, just information. Yeah. Yeah. So this is weird. We're we're recording the podcast on an odd day for us. And can we say that we're a little more unprepared than we usually are? Is that possible? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's a Wednesday. It is. Not a Thursday. We normally record on Thursdays, and it is a Wednesday. I'm out of town tomorrow. So... Um, We're recording on Wednesday. Hey, it's Wednesday. Um, I got a fact for you, Pastor Bob. I haven't even read your sheet that you handed me (laughs) when I walked in. So I'm I'm excited to hear the fact of the day. As of 20 seconds ago, Uh, did you know, Pastor Bob, that the T-Rex likely had feathers? The Tyrannosaurus Rex? Tyrannosaurus Rex, but yes. Is it ty- Tyrannosaurus? Ty- Tyrannus? Tyrannus? Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannus. It is technically a Y, but Tyrannosaurus rex likely had feathers. Scientists in China discovered early Cretaceous, uh, early Cretaceous period dinosaur skeletons that were covered in feathers. If the ancestors of the T. rex had feathers, the T. rex probably did too, according to this science website.
1: I'm not sure how to respond to this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. My brain so... is going in many different directions well, and I'm know, not like, sure have, like, which direction hands. to follow. You wonder know if they like, they're like feather hands, like, <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't even know the noise to make, but like they're flapping their little small feather hands or did they have like feathers like on their back? So they like were like dragon T-Rex. So what purpose, what purpose did these feathers serve? What purpose did dinosaurs serve? Keep them warm. Keep them
1: warm? Okay. Carissa says. What to purpose did dinosaurs
0: serve? Eat things. No, to give glory to God. Goodness, guys. You guys know the answer to this.
1: <laughs> no, uh, but, Have they actually ever found a T-Rex
0: skeleton intact? Okay, you're going down my trail. That's what I'm going saying. My you trail. started this whole You're going down process. my trail. I don't know. Um, it seems like a number of dinosaur skeletons have been altered to form the full skeleton and yet they're telling you that they had feathers you know i'm just reading the You're fact reading the, the facts on the silent Re- the, the Re- reading the fact of the day Pastor are we using air quotes around the fact trust the science shouldn't have said that okay all right um so he brought it up didn't he care i said what purpose do uh did did dinosaurs have what purpose do mosquitoes have sign of god's did they okay so if they're <laughs> the a sign, sign of the fall well okay so that's a question right yeah. if they're if mosquitoes mm-hmm. are one mm-hmm. element or one way that god allows rain to fall on the just and the unjust mm-hmm. did mosquitoes exist before the fall i believe not so new animals are could post fall or or maybe they existed but they weren't like you know how you know how lions maybe they're fall. happy mosquitoes <laughs> they didn't cause you to itch. Yeah, yeah. They, they they took your blood, but didn't give you diseases and didn't cause you to itch. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I figured it out. There it is. I figured it out. Put, it on, of, put science, it on that science thing. Second opinions, three, four. All right. Question today, Pastor Bob. I've got like three of these because I did these last minute and didn't really think them through. So um, do you have like a, like if you had to, if I said, Pastor Bob, I need you to tell me a joke. you have a joke you could tell off of memory?
1: I'm a horrible joke teller. Okay. Just preface it with that. So, but do you have a horrible one? joke teller? Don't Google one. I'm not Googling, I'm reading a text. Um, uh, There's this thing we're on
0: called a podcast right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what, what We're not in the important part of the podcast yet. <laughs> Come on. A lot of people like this part. Uh, a go to
1: joke. Yeah. No, I don't have a go to. So, that is that it? That's <laughs> my kidding. answer.
0: And you asked, the question was, do I have a go to joke? My answer is, no, I do not. What, what time is Kara it does what time is it when an elephant sits on a fence time to get a new fence time to get a new yeah. fence <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one what do you got Kara Are already right, got a shout it out here we go okay. um, what what did the janitor say when he opened the closet
1: I don't know what did the janitor say when he opened the closet
0: supplies
1: <laughs> uh, that <was> pretty
0: lame <laughs> you know like there's like that whole era I did I liked it I like Akira. 4.7 out of 10 um, there was that era when like dad jokes were like all the rage people were like sitting across from another podcast style like giving dad jokes to uh-huh. see if the other person could laugh uh-huh. my favorite one of those was um, what, what do you call Batman when, he skips church? Batman when he skips church what do you call Batman when he skips church Christian Bale <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I thought it was pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I do have some other questions for you because I don't feel like that was a good question. I don't feel like we're doing very good on the banter. We need <laughs> some uh, some energy on this podcast. Pastor Bob, would you rather eat grass or a grasshopper? Grasshopper. How
1: would the grasshopper be prepared? Alive. Um, alive? Eat it alive? Just straight off? Yeah, yes. I think so. Uh, in that case, grass. Fried in butter, anything makes, you know, butter, you know, wrap it in bacon. Sure. Dip it in chocolate. Yeah, bacon,
0: wrapped. bacon wrapped grasshopper. Yeah. What are you doing I've, on your phone? Tren? No, I've got a good idea. This is gonna be fun. All right. So here's what you chastised what we're doing. me earlier uh, and he's no, up over here on this the is, phone. This is for the podcast though, Pastor Bob. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> um, all right. So we are, I am going to give you Gen Z slang words or phrases and we're going to see if you can tell us what they mean. Okay. I can hardly wait. I think this will be fun. I think it'll be funny. <laughs> the, okay. The answer's going to uh, be no. So let's say uh, touch grass.
1: Touch so, grass. You, so know these are, these you know are These are one? slang phrases that slang phrases mean Slang phrases or slang words, they
0: also, mean something. But also you might know what they mean. Yeah, yeah. Based off of your, you know, yes. you probably would know what this one means. Touch grass. Touch grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, lay down. No, no. So touch grass means uh, you've been on your phone or computer or inside too long. You need to go out and touch some grass. Gotcha. Yeah, it go means outside. like get outside. Get some sun. Go outside. What about Stan? S-T-A-N? S-T-A-N, Stan. Like the little Stanley? No. Deny. It literally says it's not short for Stanley on the, the descriptor. Uh, stan. Uh, what? It, um, stan is something you might do um, if you stan someone. Well, that's, that's a, that's a context clue. Oh, yeah, you put it in the sentence and you give a context clue there. Oh, Stan. No, I got no clue. So it's a combination of stalker and fan. It means you're obsessed with someone. Okay. You're a Stan, right? Okay. Uh, what about, um, dank, dank, dank? D-A-N-K. D like A N K. Yeah, that's
1: not an old word. <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the actual definition of the word dank? Something is
0: dank. It's like very high quality. That's not what the word dank means. Yeah, it's like the opposite. It's the opposite, yeah. Okay. Um. What about uh, bougie? I've actually heard you use the word bougie in I, a yeah. sermon before. <laughs> I, was someone, da- someone, I was dared to, someone, <laughs> so yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I think a lot of people use bougie now, so
0: it's it's become part of the... Is this an okay word to say, Kara? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Is it? You had some pause there. No, it is. It's not like... Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, chuggy. When something is chewy. I've heard someone say this, but I I've, I didn't know what it was. Yes. Mm. Something's mm. not trendy at all. Not trendy at not all? Not trendy at all. It's, it's cho- Okay. What about um can I s is this one fine to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, simp. What does it mean to like to simp on someone? What is it short for? Do you know what it's short for? Don't answer that. It's 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 short for something. I know what yeah. being
1: a simp is. Okay, but I'm what is sure it what is being a simp? Be, just being a simpleton, being a
0: idiot kind of thing. No. Um. So, like, if you're simping, you have like way too much a crush on someone else. But but also it's like you're 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 doing too much. Also, so it's like it's kind of like you're. I think trying too thing. hard. Yeah you're, being, yeah, you're trying too hard. You're being a pushover. You're letting her do whatever. Gotcha. She wants you're whipped. Her. That's what a simp means. Yeah. You're whipped. That's what a simp means. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're
1: whipped in yeah. a good way. Yeah. I don't think we can say that on the podcast. Oh. Can
0: we really not? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't. It's know. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, can we? Say no, it? it's fine. Keep going. I actually don't know. It's, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. okay. Um, Tfw. What does Tfw stand for? That's also male. I feel like. Really, I I didn't know that one either. Oh, you didn't. I do not know what TFW stands for in this context. That feeling when? Oh, of course. That feeling when you get a blizzard at 11 p.m. Yeah, on a Friday. Gotcha. Uh, last one. That feeling uh, when you don't know any of these answers? What does it mean to spill the tea? You know that one, I think. It's okay to be hip, Bob. You can You can be hip. No. What does it mean to spill the tea? Is that like letting the cat out of the bag? Yes, it's like, Almost. it's it's like that. Okay. It's like you're letting spilling the gossip. You're, yeah, you're, exactly. You're letting something out. You're yeah. letting something out of the yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was Jim C. Kara's got her hand. Yeah, up. Do you have another one. What is it? Yeah. What, is it, what does it? mean to cuff someone? To cuff someone? I think I know what this means. What does it mean? To cuff. C U F F, like handcuffs. Like it's cuffing season right now. It's... it's it's like yeah, because it's it's February fourteenth. So it's you to try to like to um, to lock them down. Lock them down. Lock into a put relationship a, with them. Put a pin on them, put a ring on it. Put a yeah. ring on it, but not but like not f- in a
1: dating Not in a dating scenario. context.
0: Okay. That was Gen Z
1: language with Pastor Trent and Pastor Bob. So, you asked me about a dad joke. One came to me while I was okay. sitting here. What did, in, in honor of Valentine's Day, Okay, what did Han Solo say to Princess Leia? Did you Google this? No, I did not. What oh, did okay. Han Solo say to Princess
0: Leia on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I don't know, because I, I don't like Star Wars. Han Solo to Princess Leia. Yeah. Not related. Well, That's they, Anakin. No, they were
1: not related, but they actually got married and had children together. Didn't know it. Okay. Yeah. What did he
0: say to her on Valentine's Day? Yoda one for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That was really good. Yoda One for
0: me.
1: Yeah. See? It's a dad joke. 3.3 3 out of 10. Easy. Just because you
0: don't appreciate Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All so right, me, hey,
1: so Karen, I have we're in. Yeah, we got it.
0: on uh, the topic of the day today. Let's jump right in. Yeah, transition to this. All right. So I I wanted to title the podcast to make it as short as possible on Trinitarian Salvation, and everybody is turning off their podcast right now. I know it. <laughs> so let me explain what I mean by that. I think it's actually gonna be called On Salvation and the Trinity. So how does the Father, the Son, and and the Spirit, the three persons of the triune Godhead, so the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, work in conjunction to accomplish your salvation. Work together so that you might be in heaven one day. Well, you're making assumptions there. They work together so that you might be in heaven one day. You're making, <laughs> I should say, presumptions okay. rather than assumptions. Well, uh, okay, so let's Which just, I would agree with. But, uh, right. But, so the Father, the Son, and the Spirit— Um, We are going to make the argument that they do work together. How do they work together to accomplish your salvation? My salvation carries salvation, the listener's salvation. Sure. So two words, I think we would have to
1: base this whole conversation on is God's sovereignty and God's unity, right? So what about the Trinity?
0: Okay. The Trinity falls under the unity. What about salvation? Do we need to define those two? Oh my goodness. Okay. So, sorry. Sovereignty and unity. Let me expand on my
1: sovereignty and unity. Got it. Shall I? Uh, this is us unprepared people. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Adding some extra time. <laughs> so um, sovereignty of God in salvation, mm-hmm. that salvation is 100% by God, of God, from God. He oversees the whole process. For God. For God, from the beginning to end, for his glory. So sovereignty of God in salvation and the unity of the Trinity in carrying out God's plan for salvation. Okay, so that's where your words of salvation and Trinity would fall in. So yeah, but let's go back. Yeah, let's back
0: up. Eep, eep, so eep, God is sovereign; He oversees every part of salvation, so makes it effective from plan to implementation to. It's got to end it, It's got in and I O N. Now it's got in and I O N. Well, completion, plan, completion, completion <laughs> preparation. You. S- you said I think you said an ION at the beginning, didn't you? Implementation to, yeah, okay. Application that like he could, he apply salvation. Okay, okay. So okay, so um, what was I saying there? So, uh, so God is overseeing all aspects of the salvation of humankind. Yes, and its purposes and yeah. But if we're talking about Trinitarian salvation, um, when we're saying the word. God, we mean God as he is revealed in three persons. Sure. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Believing that they have always existed, um, equal in nature, mm-hmm. um, uh, and yet distinct in role, right? Correct. Uh, and then salvation, salvation being uh, all of humanity has sinned against a holy God. Uh, they're sinners by nature and by choice. Uh, lie guilty before a holy God who has created them for his glory because we did not glorify him but rather created things. He will punish sinners because is a just God and must punish sinners. Um, but he has done something in order that sinners might be reconciled to him as they were before they sinned um, and might be uh, by grace kept from bearing God's wrath, saved through it, so that they might be with him one day forever. Saved from wrath. That's the important. like Saved from wrath, right. deserved wrath. And you're saying that God works in his sovereignty to accomplish all of that in the unity of his person. Yes. Okay, so let's, can we take each person yeah. and talk through how that works? On our own, man would never be able to
1: reconcile themselves to a holy God. Just not able to. Not by nature, not by merit. Uh, and so God in his grace and his sovereignty has provided a way right and he's done that within his triune godhead working in unity even though we see even submission within the trinity Mm -hmm. you know the 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 son submitting to the will of the father which he he mentions many times and the spirit pointing people to christ but the god working together uh, to provide Mm -hmm. salvation for mankind which we could not provide for ourselves So, yes, so break it down, Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Okay. Ephesians, so um, the Trinity, the word Trinity is not used in any part of the Bible. You will not find it. However, the concept that we um, are talking about is described as the Trinity, the Godhead. Mm -hmm. Um, You see many times uh, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit working in conjunction, oftentimes in the same verse or two. Ephesians 1, 1 through 13 primarily 3 through – sorry, 1 through 14 – primarily 3 through 14 talks about the work of the Father, the work of the Son, and the work of the Spirit. Um, uh, you preached on this not long ago. Uh, it's a passage. It is one sentence in the Greek. Paul is trying to give glo- God glory for this big work that he has accomplished in um, – out of his own prerogative. He planned this. He accomplished this. He will do this. Um, and so he's pointing to the work of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and giving him glory for doing such work. Um, when it comes to the Father, he says that salvation is planned by God. It's preordained by God, that he will save a people for himself so that he is glorified forever as he intended in the creation of people. Uh, and so he says that that happened before the foundation of the earth, before you could touch grass, right? Um, he planned salvation. Uh, the way he would accomplish such a task and remain both just and merciful, because that is his nature—he is both merciful and just—is by sending his one and only Son, who existed forever in the past, and we might not have understood and 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 can point back to okay, how exactly that works in every situation. But we see pictures of him. We look at you can look at the last episode to see that, and let's talk about that. He sent his one and only son to accomplish that task, which we'll get to how that works. And then as his son ascends into heaven or before his son ascends into heaven after accomplishing it on a cross, we'll talk about that. Uh, he has sent his spirit, the third person of the Trinity, to assure and maintain and seal his people so that they might be presented blameless at the day of redemption when Jesus returns and were saved from wrath. Yes, That's a good summation of, God planned, Jesus accomplished, the Spirit
1: seals. We'll see to it. God planned, Jesus purchased, the Holy Spirit preserves. Look at you. Three Ps.
0: You make fun of me for doing that. And here you are, just like smiling over here. got three Ps. I could. God decreed, Jesus died. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I don't remember. I've done this. I've actually done this a couple times with this text, and I don't remember what the D is for that one. God reserved. Jesus redeemed. Holy
1: Spirit regenerated. It worked. I like the first one. I like the P is better. Yeah. Yeah. Although the Bible doesn't alliterate. It just simply says the Father chose us. Christ redeemed us. The Holy Spirit sealed us. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when is writing this, it's almost like a song it's, and there's a refrain that he uses after each section. So he talks about what God, the father has done in verses three through six. And then he says to the praise of his glory. then Mm -hmm. he talks about what Christ has done verse seven through 12. And he says to the praise of his glory, then he talks about what the Holy spirit has done in verses 13 and 14. And he says again to the praise of his glory. So all of this, God's salvation, being made possible for us is all for his glory. It's for our good, but it is for his glory
0: to the praise of his glory. I wrote this down after your message. I don't think you said this. I think I just wrote it down as a thought after your message on Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. The triune God of the universe. I have three Ps too. Look at this. The triune God of the universe has planned, is providing for, and will protect your salvation from eternity past to an eternal future. Praise God. There you go. That's like that Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, yep. right? Um, so, okay, so Ephesians 1, 3 through 14 tells us this, but the Bible does give us some more information on how that kind of works out. So Acts 2.23 is one of those passages that I might point to. Um, I remember uh, a, an old professor of mine speaking of the death of Christ and the plan of God to send his son to be crucified for sinners. And he said, is this really like, Plan A, like, is this God's plan? And he was about to say yes, but a student spoke up. A student student spoke up and said, well, it would be a really awful plan A, right? And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) What? What a beautiful plan. Acts 2.23, I can try to quote it, but better yet, I'll look it up. Acts 2.23, this is what Peter says in his sermon at Pentecost um, pertaining to the plan of God in salvation. Acts 2, verse 23. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. Hmm. In other words, before men were created... God knew that men and women would sin against him, and he planned to send his son, like that was plan A from the beginning, that God would send his son to be a substitutionary sacrifice in the place of sinners, um, so that uh, his justice would be met in and uh, in, in his wrath being poured out on a person, a perfect person, Jesus Christ, the, hot, the spotless Lamb of God. So – Yeah, so God
1: chose before he ever created the world to provide a way – for man when they fell to be made right with him he chose to do that not based on us not based on our merit not based on our potential just simply out of his
0: goodness yeah out of the kind intentions of his will i believe paul says yeah okay so um i think one thing that baptists can often be accused of is um not speaking of the holy spirit enough so what's the holy spirit's role in this i think we can almost just end here what's the holy spirit's role on this um what does the Holy Spirit do? How is he involved in our salvation? Sure.
1: Well, God chooses us. Christ died for us. So God, as you described earlier, took uh, the wrath that we deserved and put it on his son so that when we place our faith in in Christ, he then puts Christ's righteousness on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this transfer this, uh, of faith and of adoption into his, his sonship. But the Bible also says that um, – no one comes to the father unless they're drawn by the father mm. um, and that we are dead in our trespasses and our sins. We're blinded. And unless our eyes are open to the truth, unless our hearts are pricked so that we can feel the sin, um, we will never respond to him. And so I believe part of what the Holy Spirit does is he convicts mm. the world of sin. He calls us into relationship with God. He opens our eyes so that we can see. He softens our hearts so that we might respond.
0: Would you call that like the regeneration, the regenerative work? I think so. Of yeah, God in his absolutely. spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See that in 1 uh, John, it's end of 4, beginning of 5, I can't remember that. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the text you pulled from Second Corinthians 4, 4, um, the God of this age is blinded, unbelievers so they cannot see the, the light right. of the glory of Christ. Mm-hmm. So blinded, cannot see, um, cannot see unless the Father draws them, John six forty four, 44. Um, and we believe that's the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit's role because in First Corinthians chapter 2, it says that. People without the Spirit of God cannot discern spiritual things. Right. They can't understand it. And so we need the Spirit of God to understand spiritual work, mm-hmm. right? Supernatural work of God. Mm-hmm. And so um, the Spirit of God convicts believers. It's the same conviction we see in Peter's sermon when he preaches the first Spirit-filled sermon. They are cut to the heart. They mm-hmm. say, what do we do? I think that's a work of the Spirit, opening their eyes to the truthfulness of the gospel. They had seen Jesus. They had met Jesus. Their eyes were not open. Now their eyes are open to the beauty of the gospel. And so the preacher says, Repent, turn to Christ, and be baptized. Right. right. Um, so the Holy Spirit uh, also in Ephesians not only opens our eyes, uh, not only our you know gives us a new heart, a new mind, uh, ears to hear um, the beauty and the truth of the gospel, directs us to righteousness, what is right and good and true, uh, but seals us unto the day of redemption. Right. Uh, so that. We believe that if you are a genuine believer, born again, given a new heart, not just professing believer, but a genuine believer, that you will not lose your salvation because you are kept by God in his hand, and the seal over Jesus's hands and in God's hands is God the Holy Spirit.
1: Yes, the Holy Spirit guarantees the relationship. So he not only draws us into it, but he is God's signature on us guaranteeing the relationship. It is... Uh, The example I use sometimes is when Andy wrote his name on the bottom of Woody's boot, you know, Mm. God wrote his name on us and, and we are now his. So there's that sense of ownership, but there's also that sense of, as you're describing, sealing, just wrapping us up so that nothing can take us out of the hand of God. Romans chapter eight, right? So it seals it. So it's not dependent upon us. The plan wasn't dependent upon us. The execution wasn't dependent upon us. And holding it is not dependent upon the us. The maintenance, the maintenance of it. It's all God's sovereignty, and we see it displayed
0: in the unity of the Trinity. So God in heaven, let's imagine the Father on the throne saying, "I am going to do this. I am going to save my people." Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he he uh, he has names on this tablet that has existed in heaven, the Lamb's Book of Life, if you will. And so he says to Jesus, "Go and go and die. Mm-hmm. We're going to accomplish this." Jesus goes and dies. He ascends to the Father and sends the Spirit to keep His people. Wall. Jesus remains on the throne of God, overseeing the church with all authority in heaven and earth. On earth, but sends His Spirit to keep His people through everything, so that He might be presented. Um, uh, so Jesus might properly be presented to His bride in full, right, lacking nothing. Sure. Um, I think you see this, this, uh, this language of sealing throughout the Bible, right? On the door, on the door seals, not exactly sealing, but in the door seals you have blood. So mm-hmm. that's marking the people of God, right? People are marked by Jesus's blood or the lamb's blood, um, keeping them safe inside the home. The mm-hmm. doors are kept shut. Death angel can't come in. Uh, and then, uh, the seal in the, Um, Noah's Ark, right? God seals the door, keeps them safe inside the Ark through the floodwaters of wrath. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, uh, no matter who you believe the people in Revelation 7 to be, right, which we've had a disagreement on the 144,000 on the podcast, but no matter who you believe that 144,000 to be, um, they are the people that are sealed by God, um, who will, um, be safe from the wrath of God through it, and be presented on the other side to God. Right? So, Romans chapter Revelation chapter six: Who can stand on the great and awesome day of the Lord? The answer is one hundred forty-four thousand who are sealed by God. They're given a seal, right? Um, and re- uh, Revelation chapter nine: They're not harmed by the locusts or the armies. They're kept from that, uh, and then they're presented. Uh, on top of Mount Zion and Revelation 14. So, again, I'm just saying it's used as a picture for God keeping his people safe. Sure. Yeah. Another way to look at it, as Paul does in Ephesians, is
1: that he is a down payment, Mm. a pledge of our inheritance um, given with a view to Christ's return. So God has made a down payment with the Holy Spirit that he is going to come and claim his bride. Yeah, so it's some people describe it as a, a wedding ring uh, or an engagement ring. I, I think it's more of a, a down payment, a pledge that this is going to be completed at one day.
0: Yeah, so the spirit is a mark in our life. It also maintains our salvation. Right. Yeah, um, the spirit also in us, uh, because we are given the Holy Spirit, causes us to bear fruit so that we look more like Christ, and also bears witness to the fact that we are in fact believers mm-hmm. that we um, need not fear. Whether we are, are among those that are marked and sure. maintained. The Spirit bears, bears witness with our spirit. What is that, Romans 8, Romans 9, somewhere think, in there? I think that's right. Um, so, again, uh, the Trinity um, is actively involved in every single believer's salvation from eternity past to an eternal future. Mm-hmm. What are the three Ps? God planned. God planned. Jesus purchased. Purchased. Holy Spirit preserves. Preserves. Okay. All right. What did I say? I had three pieces. Provides, planned, provides and protects. Protects. Yeah. Plan, provide, protects. Well, hey, I, I hope that's a little eye opening for the people listening today. It's a shorter episode, but I hope it's really cool to see. Okay, um, I didn't see how all of the persons of God work in unity for me, and so that I enter heaven ready, prepared. For the gift. I I just, I just think too, one last little thing. So the seal is a guarantee of our inheritance. Mm -hmm. What do we inherit, right? We inherit a eternal relationship with God in the new heavens and new earth, right? Um, we inherit dwelling places, uh, with, uh, Christ. And that's fact. John 14 tells us that Christ is going to prepare such places for us so that where he is, we will be one day. Right. And, uh, so the Holy Spirit will make sure we arrive that day yeah. prepared. Ephesians tells us that
1: we're positionally already seated in heaven with Christ. The inheritance is one day we actually will be mm-hmm. seated in heaven with Christ.
0: Good. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. And hopefully this was helpful. Short podcast today, but a good one. Let's, let's go, see. Uh, let's go touch grass. Just go touch some grass, Pastor Bob. It's well, I could say it's cuffing season, but you and I are both married. Uh, what's another one? I don't remember any of them. I remember touching grass. Um, Chugi. You're not looking sugy today, Pastor Bob. You're looking don't don't be a simp. uh, Fire, fire! You're looking fire, Pastor Bob. Fire. Um, Cool. I (laughs) that was a weird face again. Uh, We used to say this is an old word now, but it was like a new word back in the day when I was in college. Janky. Something's janky. Janky, It's not. It's messed up. It's it's not good. That's not of good quality. Janky. Drippy. Drippy. Hmm. Drippy's old. Your drip is not old. Drip. Like you say, drip, Drippy's drippy, drippy. Icy is the thing. Icy. I think icy used to start out with like diamonds, right? Is like that is that ice. high key is or low ice? key? Lo, uh,
1: your I get, I get I get confused over high key and low key.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing: low key is the popular <laughs> one to say, but I do think a lot of times people say them; they actually mean the same things when they're saying. It low key like it's on the low but really you need to know Mm -hmm. high key it's obvious i get it this is kind of similar
1: i'm a much better man for having learned all these things today you're welcome
0: thank you hey thanks for listening to the podcast we will hopefully be heard by you next week see you later